Welcome back to Mom Nation Unscripted. Now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, I am Kelly with Olardi, and it is our mission to get toxin free products into every home and more money into more people's pockets. Eight years ago, we were moms who couldn't stop sharing education on real food, gut health, and fermenting. Over the years, we started paying attention to not only what we put in our bodies, but also what we put on our bodies. Now, as movement makers, we are on a mission to show you how you and your family can live a toxin-free lifestyle. Follow us on Instagram at kelly.liston and at Tamara Manley, and email us at olardyblog at gmail.com to connect. Oh, hi, Katie. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good, good. How has your week been? So extra fast. So apparently we had a holiday in there in the last couple of days. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. I, that's coming okay. back to me now. Yes, I, yeah. I, I'm recalling that. Yeah, lots has happened since then, or lots has happened. Yeah, I said that right. Um, sometimes I don't. It happens. So like I told you last week, the real estate industry right now is just off the hook. Like it's nuts, crazy. I could go into detail, but it would probably bore you to tears. It really excites me though. And so that's what I've been doing. Um, last night, 1am this morning, 7am back at it. Like that's been my life. So it has been busy, but it's been a good busy. And I think I told you before, like, this is my season. This is when I don't sleep anyway. And we kind of, you know, do our thing now and rest later type thing. Um, yeah. So it's been a lot of that, and I have had an opportunity to spend a little time with the boys, which has been great. Um, Jackson started piano lessons. Did I tell you that? No. Oh my gosh! I don't think so. And he's so back. Well, rewind forty something years, right? Um, Or thirty. We'll give it that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when, <laughs> when I took piano lessons, um, I come from back East. I come from New Hampshire. I took piano lessons from the Catholic nuns. It wasn't very fun. If my fingers weren't right, they would slap them with knuckles. Like just not, not really conducive to enjoying piano and loving music. And so I'm really, really pleased that fast forward a zillion years that it's not like that anymore. <laughs> Not that I sought out a Catholic nun uh, for his <laughs> lesson, but it's not like that anymore. And he has an amazing teacher that I'm so, so happy we connected with. And um, he's got two lessons under his belt and the kid is already reading music, kind of like, you know, the basics, but he's already on the staff basically. And uh, he's playing songs and he's thrilled. So my mommy heart's happy. That's so exciting. Oh, yeah. Jackson. Yeah. I know, right? He's going to play a song for you, Miss Beth. I'll have him record one. Yes, please do. Please do. <laughs> I would love that. Jackson is such a sweet kid. He, uh, a, a while ago, we went out to uh, a restaurant and he just asked me all sorts of questions the whole darn time. And, and then he like started to ask me if I had random things in my purse. And I'm just not that person that has a Mary Poppins bag. I'm like, you're lucky if I'm carrying my like credit card in my pocket like so I I was a huge disappointment to him at that table but maybe you know next time I'm just gonna bring rubber bands just in case he needs them again but not that time not that time he may need something else rather random because he's like that too (laughs) it's so funny because he he loves adults he well you know he goes to like camps and different things you know well not so much now but uh, when we were on the Disney boat and he went to kids club, all of that, all of the counselors would say to us when we pick him up, yeah, he's a really great kid and he's, he's cool with the other kids and he likes to help, but he just wants to hang out with us. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like an adult. <laughs> he has like these, these high level conversations. And so like you have to, you know, a lot of kids, it, it feels like you can just be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, awesome. Not with Jackson. No, you have to be like really listening and ready for <laughs> with a real response to what he's asking you. So he'll call out awesome. your BS too. Oh yeah. 100%. Oh yeah. I, I witnessed this. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's my guy. I'm excited. We have piano lessons tomorrow, so we'll see how he, how he does tomorrow, but I'm sure it'll be great. So I wanted to ask you, um, mm-hmm. have you seen Hamilton? 
I have not seen <gasps> Hamilton. What? Kelly's shaking her head. Kelly saw Hamilton. I'm so sorry. Is it on net? Where is it? Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yes. Oh, well, Jack is coming in here. No, I didn't Jack. know. Okay, I just saw it. I just saw a meme about it like yesterday, and I'm like, what? This is a thing? So um, I'm going to put that on my like to do list ASAP because that's yeah. my jam. You will love it. So I don't know if you know, Kelly, but Beth loves musicals. And so she hasn't seen, like, this is going to blow your mind. I will totally hook you up. <laughs> I feel like I'm her dealer. I will totally <laughs> hook you up with Hamilton. <laughs> you need a hookup. You have Actually, we, we have Disney Plus. We, we switched from Netflix to Disney Plus and Hulu. So cool. everybody keeps telling me all these Netflix things now. And I'm like, I don't have Netflix anymore. So... I barely watch Netflix too. I'm Disney Plus and Hulu also. So I'm right there with you, but catch it because you with being, you know, as passionate about musicals and loving musicals like you are, this one is like nothing I've ever seen before. And I will zip my lips and tell you no more. Did you see it when it came to Phoenix? No. It was great. You, You saw it live? Yes. Oh, I mean it live, but I haven't, I mean, it was great to see the original cast like that. I, I have listened to the music oh, many yeah. a time, but I yeah. have not mm-hmm. watched it yet. I'm so. hoping it's coming. It's coming to Phoenix in October, and I'm um, to Gamage, and I'm hoping it's not canceled. I love yes. So let's much. go, let's go, Beth. Yes, yes. I'll totally I love, go. Love, 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 love the Gamage, and they're for many, many shows now. So, oh, well, so that's fun. Yeah, so that's going to be on your to-do list. Um, yes. Take it from me and Kelly. You got to do that. Well, uh, I have, I have, uh, right, Kelly, a testimonial as number one on my to-do list. And then I have number two, because Kelly asked me to do this like several days ago. All of a sudden I'm here and I'm like, oh, snap. Um, that's what I'm supposed <laughs> okay. to be doing. I want to come back around. <laughs> number two is watch Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So, noted. <laughs> yeah. Can you go take that so. to daddy? Thank you. So I, I know that you had an interesting day today, but how has the rest of your week been since we last spoke? Yeah. So uh, I, this weekend was moving my son's room from, you know, switching it. So uh, for you guys who have been listening for a while, my son was recently diagnosed with autism. We ended up realizing maybe part of the reason he doesn't sleep well in his room is that there's five doors in his room. And so it's like super stimulating. So we're switching him from that room to this room. And anyway, in the process of moving things, I am pretty sure I tore my rotator cuff. No. Um, So I like, it doesn't really hurt, but when I like lift my arm up and then go to bring it back down, all of a sudden there's this really weird catching in there and it's super unnerving. Uh, Call Bobby, Dr. Bobby, body wise chiropractor. Okay. Chiropractic. I cannot speak today. Tell her that you're a friend of mine. Um, she's certified in deep tissue and all of that jazz. So I bet you she could help you out. And she's super amazing. Yeah. So So it's, it's just a little, little unnerving. Cause like I can move it in most directions fine, but then I like reach up to go put my keys away or something. And I'm like, Oh, that's not right. (laughs) So, so that's really fun. Uh, yeah. And, and then you knew that this morning, uh, Jack went in for, um, his IEP for going back to school to, and so for anybody who's listening, doesn't know what an IEP is independent education. education plan? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. That sounds there good. It is. There that it sounds is. good. <laughs> and, uh, and so as I was driving in this morning, I was thinking like, Oh, I probably should have like let him eat crap food before we came so that he would you know, really, really show them what he's got. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because that works really, really well. And so, but, but, you know, he actually ended up getting mentally worn out by a certain point. And, and so he, he got to show them that, uh, where he struggles anyways. And so really grateful that they, they saw that. And so they're going to be stepping up their plan for how they're going to help him when it comes to school, lots of things like that. But as always, that's a perfect segue for it is. our guest this week, right? It is. She's so good at this, Kelly. Um, because 
it's really a thing when you're putting junk in your body, how it comes out, isn't it? It's a thing we should talk about. So we have so, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes a huge, huge difference. So mm-hmm. really glad that Kelly's here. Kelly. Yes. Who are you? Oh, <laughs> who am I? <laughs> oh, I'm a mom. I live in Phoenix. Um, and um, I feel like I'm pretty normal. <laughs> there's like, I feel like there's like a, a spectrum of as far as like healthy eating and um, just living well. And I've always considered myself kind of normal. And even when I got chickens 10 years ago, and that was not a thing, I was like, what? This isn't weird. <laughs> Although my family and friends were like, yeah, it's weird. Um, but whatever. I'm kind of a crunchy misfit. I, I, uh, um, I strive to know better so I can do better. And so I have a healthy living website called olardi.com. I started that in 2012 with my business partner, Tamir Manley, and we both were on similar, well, our journeys to real food and, um, basically healthy living. We came there for different reasons, but we were, um, talking about the same things. And so we joined together to create a resource for people who um, needed to know about real food and how best to just support our bodies. And um, ever since then, we've just been learning more and doing better as we go along. Um, so that's, uh, is that, did I cover it, Beth? You, you did. I have a question though, you know that I, I'm a branding nerd. How did you guys come up with the name Olardi? Okay, so um, the, it's actually a, a, a play on the word. Olardi. Oh, phrase Olardi, right? Because when you step into a new uh, way of life, a new lifestyle, um, it can be overwhelming, very overwhelming. Where do I start? What do I do? Um, and so that's where the Olardi came in. And then the Olardi is, um, lard is a healthy fat, not hydrogenated lard. Lard rendered from pig fat is a healthy saturated fat. And so we included that into, into our name. Oh, Lardy. <laughs> Did you have other names that you guys were considering? I can't even remember that was so long ago, <laughs> but we, it was actually a friend of, um, another like PR, like branding person we were working with. It was actually her idea. And so we were like, Hey, we like that. (laughs) So super fun. So there you go. So we started food and then transitioned into, um, household and personal because we're a big, big believers of whatever you put on or in your body, um, makes a difference in your health and wellness. And so we couldn't just stop at food because our skin is our largest organ. So whatever we're putting on it, it's going into our bodies and um, people just don't think past. Katie can tell you all about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is the truth. So I, I really love your story, Kelly, and I've heard it before. Um, but obviously I, I know that some of our audience members have not. So you started by, um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but by being interested in, you know, like sourcing your food locally and, and things like that, can you kind of bring us through that and tell us, hey, you know, here's my personal catalyst for learning these things, for diving into this? Right. Because before I, <clears throat> I would say before you knew, you didn't know, right? <laughs> um, and I think for most people to make a significant change, there has to be some, like you said, catalyst, something that that forces us in a direction um, because we need better. We need something better. We know it can be better. And so my son was in kindergarten at the time and he was having a really hard time in the classroom. Um, In hindsight, the environment wasn't good for him. Um, But at the time I was thinking, how can I best support him, his body? How can I best support his brain? Um, And what can I, what, what is within my control? Cause obviously how he behaves in the classroom you know, is ultimately up to him, but what can I do to help and support him? And, um, I started looking at food cause I thought, what if what's he, what he's eating is causing some of these problems. And so, um, I came across, I knew I, I started, I decided to 
kind of start looking at labels. I knew maybe, and honestly, I, I hadn't done much research. I was kind of grasping. I was like, okay, I know food dyes are kind of like in the news. Like there was like a lot of chatter about it. And I was like, I'm going to start with food dye. So I got rid of all food dye. And then I went to preservatives and I was like, well, I, I think I know what preservatives are. And then I kind of started doing some research and I came across a TED talk by Robin O'Brien. And I mean, again, this was probably it was 2010 when he was in kindergarten. So it might've been, I don't know how old the TED talk is. Just Google Robin, R-O-B-Y-N, O'Brien TED talk and you'll find it. It's 20 minutes long, and I highly recommend everybody watch it. And her, her platform was, why do my children have all of these weird allergies to food? And so she started digging into that. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And after I watched her TED Talk, I literally went into my cabinets and fridge and freezer and threw pretty much everything out. <laughs> and it was, I learned more. I was like, okay, well now I know what preservatives to look for, but it's not just preservatives. It's genetically modified organisms. So anything that had canola oil, anything that had high fructose corn syrup, I was throwing it away because I was like, no more. And I mean, I remember Elliot was, that's my number two. He was four at the time. He was like, well, can't I have Cheerios anymore? And I'm like, cause we're just not going to have it. <laughs> and that was my answer. <laughs> um, people always like ask me, how do you feed your kid? Like real food. I'm like, I find that to be kind of a crazy question. I'm like, it's just food. I make pancakes. I make eggs. Um, and they hear them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I, I realized that there's, there's a, a bigger, there's more to that story there. Um, as far as, you know, kids being particular about, um, smells and, the, and sensory issues and, um, and stuff like that. But it, for me in my home, I was like, I need a better option. <laughs> and so, I, from there, I was like, oh crap, what are we going to have for dinner? Right. <laughs> I pretty much threw away everything, everything away. Um, Got to learn to cook all over again, right? <laughs> it, wasn't, it was just like ketchup. Like ketchup has high fructose corn syrup in it. And so I was right. like, okay, well now I need to find a ketchup that doesn't have that. Um, and so fortunately, I got, I just started reading labels. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that's easy to do. And so... I started reading labels. I, I was like, well, maybe I can, you know, make a few things at home. I started, um, I, um, I was like, well, maybe I'll just like make some bread. I'll make bread instead of buy bread. And I was searching for bread recipes and I stumbled across tons. I mean, it literally was like a gateway <laughs> to um, soaking grain, fermenting, Weston A. Price Foundation. I was like, what is this world? what is this? And so I just started reading and reading and what I learned, it was, it's all about real food. And I, and that was where I was headed. And so I was ready to receive that information. Right. Um, I really feel like I was like, like, Oh, let's go find a bread recipe. And it was like, Oh, Hey, look at all this. Um, did you ever end up making the bread or did you get distracted? Oh yeah, <laughs> I probably did. I had to soak the grain and I was like, what does that mean? And so, but it was all about, um, gut health. People back 10 years ago weren't talking about gut health right. a lot. Um, it was about, um, you know, fermenting and making your foods bioavailable. Bio I mean, our nation eats a standard American diet, um, mm -hmm. which is the labels are sad, S-A-D, which it is. It is sad. Um, it's highly overly processed and it is nutrient deficient. So not only are we just, we're eating food that isn't wholesomely grown, um, it's lacking the nutrients from the soil because it's been so over, over harvested. Right. And, um, we just, we literally are malnourished because there's no nutrients in our food. Um, full of sugar, refined flours, trans fats, um, refined, 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 and loaded with chemicals. What's Most it, of the stuff in the, uh, grocery store. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you before I lose it though. What you just said, SAD, did that stand for something? Standard American diet. Oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Keep going. Don't mind yeah. me. <laughs> and it's honestly that the standard American diet is contributing to most of our, our chronic health problems these days. Uh, diabetes, heart disease,
cancer. Um, it's all, we are literally eating ourselves into an early grave and most people don't even know, don't yeah. even know because it is so cheap. It is so, so cheap. Um, around that time I watched Food Inc. If you haven't watched Food Inc., please watch it. It's on Netflix. I know you got rid of Netflix. I'll hook her up. I'm her dealer over here. Hook her up. Can I, can I give um, you a very, very unpopular opinion right now? Yes. It is shocking to me the degree to which people are going to avoid contracting coronavirus. Meanwhile, we keep this crap on the shelves of the stores. Yes. The, the narrative is completely backwards. We're, and that isn't new, Beth. And I just know some people are going to hate just, me just for saying Now it's that. like, <laughs> I feel like now it's just highlighted. Like, why aren't we talking about, about how to stay out of the doctor's office? Right. We're not. No, no, no corporation is, is, um, is talking about vitamin D and vitamin C and whole yep. foods and knowing where your food comes from. No one. It is, um, it's honestly to keep us in the doctor's office and on pharmaceuticals. How else would exactly. they make money, Kelly? Exactly. How else would they make money? It's so true. true. Yeah. I mean, most of the food these days, our grandparents, as early as our grandparents wouldn't recognize as food. Yeah. You know, it's and that, that's not long ago. It's not right. that long ago. That's two generations. Um, so anyway, um, I, I got, I started learning about just soaking grains and fermenting and raw milk. Honestly, I thought my family and friends thought I was going to kill my family when we switched over to raw dairy. Um, because it wasn't pasteurized. Okay. Oh yeah. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. It's not pasteurized. It's okay. It's right. literally straight from the cap. Right. <laughs> and we don't um, pasteurize breast milk, do we? No, nope. that's okay. Nope. In fact, if we did imagine, imagine the health of our children, if we did, I know. My, uh, my mom and my aunts had cows for a while and they would milk them and would get the raw milk. My husband hated the raw milk. I loved it. He just didn't like how creamy it was. And I'm like, oh, please give me like the straight cream. It's so freaking mm -hmm. good. So, um, so, go so anyway, the, all that to say, I, I started on a mission to, to figure out how I could best support my child. And I started with just removing food dye and preservatives. And I was opened up to a world where I could do a whole lot more. And, um, and I did. And I started seeing some profound miracles in our home. Um, so and that's not just for my son. <laughs> it was for all of us. Which Interesting. So yes. let's let's talk about that. So what did you start replacing? So you said, I cleaned out everything in my house. Even in the grocery store, you'd be surprised at how many labels have this stuff in it. So what mm -hmm. did you start replacing with? Okay. So I, let me just, we have, there's an awesome section on our website and we can, we can link to this in the comments. Yeah. Um, on Olardi at the top, it says get started and it can kind of take you through understanding what real food is, uh, reading labels, how to choose. We have a whole good, better, best option. Nice. Um, but I'll tell you a couple of the rules. So, um, and it is simple. It is literally real food. <laughs> um, if you, if you're choosing an egg, it's literally the ingredient is an egg, um, fruits, vegetables, um, meats. Of course, we have a whole section on how to source, um, meat, uh, because we are what we eat. We mm -hmm. also are what we eat eats. <laughs> So right. thinking about how our animals that we're consuming are raised and what their diet is directly affects our diet. Um, so try to buy organically grown, hormone-free, antibiotic-free as, as much as you can find in your budget for. Um, we, in our home, food is the biggest part of our budget because it is literally our healthcare. And so we we prioritize how we are feeding our body, um, bodies and what we're putting on our bodies so that we don't have the chronic health problems that are going to cost, would cost us um, thousands of dollars down the road. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to say, as far as like the whole organically grown 
thing goes. Um, at the end of the day, conventional fruits and vegetables are better than no fruits and vegetables. Right. So uh, we don't want to like back people in the corner. Oh gosh, I can't afford an organic bag of apples. Well then just get a bag of apples and do what you can. Um, if you're buying uh, a packaged food, five ingredients or less, and all of the ingredients are foods. So if you're buying ice cream, it's milk, cream, sugar, egg yolks, maybe some like whatever mint, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of a good, like if you're looking at pasta, it's like your ingredients are just probably wheat. There shouldn't be more than that. Um, mm -hmm. If you can't pronounce it, probably not a food. Mm -hmm. um, we like uh, Michael Pollan wrote Omnivore's Dilemma. He wrote Food Rules, uh, great books. Um, after I watched Food Inc., I ended up watching um, Omnivore's Dilemma, which is kind of they're both the Food Inc. is kind of based on Omnivore's Dilemma. Um, but one of his rules is don't eat anything that wouldn't eventually rot or spoil. Uh, of course, things like honey, like that's that won't rot. But you know what I, I think you know what I mean. Like, yeah, Twinkies will never die. <laughs> Neither do you'll never throw them away. French fries. <laughs> Apparently, McDonald's or hamburgers stick around yes. forever. <laughs> there, there was somebody who found a, a decade-old hamburger in their car. And yeah, it was still perfectly like looked like it had just come out of McDonald's. Yeah, and and of course sugar. Gross. Like sugar, we try to avoid as much as possible, especially refined sugar. So um, corn syrups, um, cane juice, artificial sweeteners. Trying to use natural sweeteners sparingly. Maple syrup, honey. There's now a ton of like better options. Um, but even still, like when I think of like stevia or um, xylitol, like or the Swerve, I think is a sugar replacement. Um, honestly, that was made in the lab. Right. Right. I, I, I prefer honey or maple syrup um, because it is real. So as far as what to switch out and things like that, the, the getting started section on Olardi has a ton of information that'll get you going. So and I, I know I'm really talkative today, Beth. I'm really sorry. Beth probably has some questions for you too. No, you're fine. Please go ahead. So I need to get my 20,000 words in, whatever it is. Um, so the lies, okay? So we're going to talk about some other things. We're going to talk about the lies. You know what I mean? So I learned something really interesting from Kelly a couple of days ago that apparently there's things out there that claim to be natural and claim to be um, all these things that they're actually not. Is the same, are there lies in food packaging as well? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Just read oh, it, read the label. <laughs> if you can read a label and it says natural, healthy, and then you turn it over and you can look at the ingredients and see that most of it isn't food. I mean, I, mean, I would imagine that that's not necessarily truthful. Um, and what you're talking about is uh, greenwashing. Look it up. It's a thing. What is greenwashing? And it'll tell you exactly what it is. And um, part of that is the FDA does not require disclosure for um, on labels for many things. Uh, a great place to start in learning about greenwashing and all of that is the documentary stink also on netflix sorry guys um i'll hook you up okay. <laughs> um and that is a great it, it talks about you know all the lobbying that goes into um chemical sales essentially um and chemical usage and i, I think you know a great example for uh something that doesn't seem that seems one way but may not exactly be that is um essential oil so in order for an essential oil that you would buy at the store to be labeled 100 percent pure the fda or or whatever is the governing body of labeling requires that five percent of the bottle must contain a pure essential oil. So that means 95% can be something else. Whoa, so wait a minute. Yep. Yep. Your so, face, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's just, I hate being lied to. This is so wrong. 
I know. And, yeah. the, and there's a great way to figure, I mean, you can, you can figure that out yourself. Just like, wait a minute, this was supposed to be calming. This lavender is supposed to be calming and it's not calming me down. Or this lavender is supposed to heal a burn and it actually just burned me. So that's like natural life, <laughs> natural life lessons. Like, what is this? Like this isn't, or it does, it smells different. There's actually more lavender sold in the world than is actually grown. So that also is also interesting too. So for, <laughs> for, for me, um, knowing my farmer when it comes to food is important. And while we can't know all of our farmers, we can do our best. Um, and we can, we can shop local, we can go to farmer's markets, we can talk to the farmers, we can ask them questions. Um, how, what do you feed your animals? How, how, how do they live? Um, how do you treat your crops? Um, so being able to, I mean, there's obviously, when I go to Trader Joe's and I buy organic cream, which that's the only place that I've ever seen that doesn't have carrageenan in it. It has just 100% cream, um, the organic cream at Trader Joe's. Um, I, I don't know that farmer, <laughs> but I can't, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily buy, I mean, I could get, well, you can't really get cream from my, um, the dairy I actually use, the dairies here in, in Arizona called uh, Save Your Dairy for raw milk. And um, they actually are uh, a grade A dairy that is governed by the you know, there's oversight by the government, the Arizona government, um, and they aren't actually licensed to sell other milk products like cream or butter. Um, but you can buy pet food, which is basically cream. So, um, but you can buy the pet food from uh, Save Your Dairy for your pets. Um, but anyway, so um, they, and that's very important too. Like when those distinctions, when, when you go to, to a farmer to purchase their, their goods and you have to order them like they sell them, um, because that's how they are able to stay in business. So, um, anyway, um, knowing your farmer is like, you do the best you can. Um, I mean, I, like I said, I don't know the farmer that grew the apples that, that I, the organic apples that I bought at Trader Joe's. Um, I try to buy them from the farmer's market, but I don't all the time. So it's, it's, there's just this awareness that you have like, okay, well, let me look into this company. Um, what do they do? What do they say? Um, asking them questions. There's, you can actually reach out to, to companies and call them and ask them. And um, you'll see in Stink that uh, the, the dad that does all of, um, that's, that does the documentary. Um, he actually, his problem was the pajamas that he bought for his daughters were, had fragrance on them. And so he was like, why did jammies are, why do they smell? And so he, Justice, Justice was the company. And so he started calling Justice and, um, just the, the runaround and the, that he got, it's, um, it's fascinating. It's definitely worth a watch. Mm -hmm. So knowing your farmer and asking your companies questions because they can either answer them for you or send them to someone who does know the answer. Yeah, that's great advice. So we're going to have to have a marathon, Beth, me and you, watch all of these movies. Yes, seriously. Well, and I, I just have like a thousand questions in my head right now. First off, uh, you were mentioning about like how you can see a difference between different types of food if you, if you look at pet food. So you know that like um, my favorite brand of eggs that I buy at the store, it's Happy Eggs because mm -hmm. they're like totally free, yeah. they're free range and whatnot. If you crack a Happy Egg next to any other egg at the store, the yolk, it looks so dramatically different. It's yeah. shocking. And like the runniness of the egg looks so mm -hmm. dramatically different. Yeah. And so like there's that's one of my favorite places to physically see the difference of what And that's actually... <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that up because when you see color in food, that is the nutrients, right? So if your butter is a rich yellow color, it is full of nutrients and make sure on the label, it doesn't say yellow number five. That's mm. Okay. So that's why I like Kerrygold butter. Kerrygold butter is, is gold. 
golden color because they're, they're, they are grass fed. They're eating their natural diet. Um, and the grass is full of nutrients and that just goes directly into, into their food and their, their milk and their meat. Wow. Mm-hmm. So another question that came up as you were talking, um, you're talking about how like a lot of our food, it doesn't have the nutrients that, that it used to, that sort of thing. Um, is just choosing to buy organic good enough or are there organic things that aren't actually necessarily any healthier? Well, that's actually a great question. Um, So when I think of organically grown real food, um, that is apples that were grown on a tree without pesticides, without herbicides, just naturally grown with, um, you know, all of the, the, without the chemicals added or the hens that are, that are raised on pasture, that eat their bugs, that eat the, the grass, that is all um, organic. I mean, in order to have an organic label, there's a lot of red tape that goes through that. And a lot of farmers, especially they've found in Arizona, they aren't labeled organic because the fee <laughs> to get that status isn't cost, it's cost prohibitive. So they have organic practices but they're not labeled organic. So <clears throat> of course, a organic, I mean, if, you, if you're shopping in the middle of a grocery store, which I tell people to avoid, <laughs> and you are buying an organic cereal, look at the ingredients. It could be, the first ingredient could be organic sugar. So it's, yes, it may be better because it's not chemically treated, but um, think about, I mean, I buy crackers, <laughs> so I'll go down the cracker aisle and find the best, and I look at ingredients, and I look at organic foods and figure out the best one. Based do you on guys can have... Can I read the words? Do you guys have a list anywhere of, like, brands that you love? Um, you know, I don't know. I think on the Good, Better, Best, we might have some, but it's honestly, like, um, let me... Let me see here. Let me click through here and see if I can. Um, I there's they may have changed too because it, it right it just as new. Th- I mean, like I said, ten years ago, learning about fermented food and like this stuff wasn't like readily. Yeah, I remember my mom like exploring it when I was a kid, but it was like, "Mom, you're such a weirdo. Like nobody does this." Mm-hmm. And away from it. Yeah. And and now it's like, oh, well, all of my friends do this. Sorry, mom. That was a little premature judgment there. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, So as, as consumers are voting with their dollar, companies are forced to pivot and learn and, and offer a better option. And so things have just been, it's evolving. It's constantly evolving, but it, I mean, so in, and I'm looking in the good, better, best, and it's really more generic. Um, we don't have really links to, um, we talk about fats, fruits and vegetables, beans, eggs, your meats, chickens, poultry, uh, milk alternatives, um, nut butters. It's just kind of more of a guideline um, on what to look for, um, as opposed to linking to specific brands. And I think that with that knowledge of, of what to avoid, what ingredients to avoid is really the best way to start because you can, everybody can read labels and um, armed with, okay, well, I know I need to avoid canola oil or man-made oils. Um, I know I need to avoid soy um, and, or, you know, soy lecithin or whatever, or even just the the chemicals you don't even know what they are. Um, We'll just kind of help you make those decisions. And I mean, we do our best, we do our best, but I mean, I, I realize that the kids are going to get a sucker from somewhere that has food dye and high fructose corn syrup. And I'm not going to freak out about it because at home where they are most of the time, um, you know, they do, we, we have real food. 
How many stores do you have to go to on a weekly or regular basis? That's actually a great question. So I love Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's has pretty much everything that, that we would need, um, but they don't have everything. <laughs> and so like, I, I like getting, um, I mean, like I can't, I can get toilet paper there, but I don't want that brand of toilet paper. So I don't, I want Trader Joe's toilet paper unless it was like this whole like COVID thing. And I was like the only toilet paper and then I didn't care. Um, but I go to usually um, some things I can only get at Whole Foods, but I don't want to do all of my shopping at Whole Foods just because I can find it a little bit cheaper at Trader Joe's. Um, and so there's a fries, a Trader Joe's and a Whole Foods all together. And so I'll usually, and so I'll pop, I kind of go between. Um, Trader Joe's actually recently got 28 ounce cans of crushed tomatoes, which they hadn't had like for like, I don't remember the last time. And I remember my husband saying, we can get crushed tomatoes at Trader Joe's now. I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. One last thing we have to get at fries. Um, so it, as far as food goes, I mean, oh, and then I go to the farmer's markets. So, and I guess technically I could probably get everything I needed at the, tech, at the farmer's markets, but um, you know, the kids like things like hot dogs or <laughs> a sandwich. So, um, depending on what's available at the farmer's market and you go, you know, there might not be bread because they didn't come that day. So, so anyway, yeah, for food, sometimes three, and then the farmer's market. Are farmer's markets open right now during all so this stuff? I, I am not, um, I actually need to go to the farmer's market on Saturday, and I hope they are. They have been open. The one in Central Phoenix, the, the uptown market that was on Central and Bethany, um, the, the church there, they decided they didn't want any gathering. And so they moved to another church and the church is like, yeah, come on over. And so they've been hanging out there. And of course the tents are like 10 feet apart. It's ridiculous. But, right. um, and, every, and, and I'm sure they're open uh, and they'll probably just require masks now where before it wasn't. Um, but they're still going, they still have to sell their stuff. So yeah. Good. Awatuki has a decent size one. I don't know if you've ever been, I live in Awatuki. I don't know if you've ever been to the Awatuki one, but it's on 48th and Warner. I'm sure about that. I didn't look sure about that, but I am. And it's on Sundays and in the summertime, they'll usually stop early, like, mm -hmm. you know, by noon or, yeah, or same, whatever. Same yeah. But, but they're definitely still going on. Um, something that you said really struck me because I know that some moms struggle with this and they really stress themselves out about it. Um, you know, we're, we're, fairly clean at my home too. And although I did learn some things from you today and we'll be having a talk about that, but um, I'm the same. And if, you know, my kid gets a cupcake at a birthday party, like I'm not gonna make him be the one that sits alone and isn't allowed to eat the cupcake, whatever. I mean, half the time he doesn't eat the whole thing anyway, it, you know, so it's just not worth the fight. And I was talking with um a dietitian a couple of years ago and something she said, I will absolutely never forget. Um, she said the amount of stress that you put yourself and your kid through to keep that cupcake out of his hand at the birthday party is worse than the one cupcake he's going to eat. Cause you know, he doesn't eat like that every day. And you know, that's not, you know, it's not like he's having it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So you have a little, you be relaxed and have a little grace for yourself and let the kid play and be a kid. And then when you're home, you don't do that and that's cool. It's actually an excellent educational opportunity because food like that, if we don't eat it all of the time, it really makes us feel like crap. Yeah, and it does. And so we can him. talk about it. We can have like, hey, how are you feeling right now? I mean, small kids, I mean, I could say, okay, I, I know what you ate. I mean, I can tell, what did you eat? <laughs> like you ate something that is making you act strange. They don't really, they won't know, but they will know if it may give them a tummy ache. They will know if it gave them a headache. They will know if they're really thirsty, you know? So, and it's, we just say, Hey, how did that food make you feel? And in our house, we don't really talk about good or bad foods. Um, it's really more just, is it a life-giving food, like a nutrient dense food, or is it not? Um, 
And how do those other foods just make you feel? And so it's a great way to, to, for them to tune in to what's going on inside their body and say, okay, actually interesting. I mean, a five-year-old might not say that. Even a teenager might not even say that. But being able to have those conversations about how does it make you feel? And if, then, then it, they, it's, only, it's like planting seeds. Like later yeah. they're going to be like, oh, I really want two scoops of ice cream, but I know if I have two scoops, it's going to make my stomach hurt. So maybe I'll do that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's a way for them to just to understand like how food really, truly makes us feel. You're and so right. And I had, had an experience a couple of months ago with Jax. So truth be told, I had McDonald's this year. <laughs> like I like we had it. I know once. <laughs> I haven't had it in like I don't know, fifteen years or something crazy it's like that. Good though, isn't it? <laughs> it tastes real good. I can tell you that right now. But then the whole COVID thing went down, and we were on lockdown the first time around. You know, we couldn't go anywhere, and um, we just wanted to get out and do something outside of our four walls. And so my son, there's a McDonald's right by the farmer's market. Funny that it's like the same parking lot. Um, my son's like, let's go to McDonald's. We've never been there. So I was like, happy meal it is. So get the kid a happy meal and he gets the toy and he's got the, the chicken nuggets. It was a chicken nugget, happy meal and the fries and the whole deal. And he eats it a couple of hours later, mom, I really feel like crap. I, I got to poop and I can't poop and all this. And it's like this whole conversation about how crappy he's feeling. And I'm like, well, babe, that's McDonald's. I mean, that's what we had. And you know, that's what happens. And mom doesn't really feel good either. And I'm kind of regretting that decision. I don't ever want McDonald's again. <laughs> I'm like, sweet. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. The thing is though, like for people that like, I, I think that people that are um, eating the standard American diet don't know how bad they feel. It's normal. And so they really don't know how good they can feel mm -hmm. by eating food that is actually like nourishing, um, nourishing your body because your body just wants it. It craves it. And to have, to be <clears throat> eating a diet of just, fast food, processed food, um, most people don't know how bad they feel. Right. And even when they pop a pill, because they're probably on something, if they're eating like this, mm -hmm. they still don't feel as good <laughs> as they would, yeah. even with the pill involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's vibrant health to be had um, behind eating foods that are, that are nourishing for our bodies. 100%. So um, it's hard, but it's easy. Does that make sense? Well, and yeah, and I totally agree with you. I mean, it's all about habits, right? So when we started cleaning out our cabinets and, you know, going label reading and things like that, and, um, you know, even incorporating somewhat of a vegan lifestyle, not totally, um, it was hard at first. And it's like, well, what are we going to eat? What are we going to make? But then you learn and you get used to it. And it's just really habits, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. once, you, once you have a good habit, then, then it's not hard anymore. I remember when I was pregnant with Autumn, uh, she, no, I wasn't pregnant with her, sorry, she was a baby, um, and so I was breastfeeding her, and she um, couldn't have uh, milk, any any of the gluten things, so uh, wheat, barley, or rye. She couldn't have um, eggs or potatoes and soy, right? So she couldn't have any of those things. And so I felt like, oh my gosh, like I, I can't eat anything. And so this was eight years ago or seven years ago. And like, really, there was hardly anything on the shelves at that point that was like super easy to make or that actually really tasted good. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you would, you would eat something that was gluten-free, but then it would be like powder in your mouth. You know, it's just not good stuff. And you had to mix you know, your xanthan gum and like 15 different flours to make your flour. And, and now with Jack, he, you know, we don't do gluten, dairy, or uh, added sugar. And it's so easy. Like, it's annoying how much easier it is now than it was mm -hmm. seven years ago. And like, looking at it, it's like, oh, wait, no, these are basically the same diet. So and just knowing that there's so much to help with it now.
now it's it's fascinating mm -hmm. and I think that there's I feel like we're kind of up against this like giant that is you know the the farming and the Monsanto and um all of that but there are so many people and companies that are aware and it makes us it as a consumer um the job a lot easier and that's only i think going to get better and better as people um start to wake up to um to what they're eating and and how it's how it's serving their bodies yeah and and i think one of the other things that people uh think when it comes to this is that they like have to be all in or all out we'll tell you that like i don't do you know we we buy as much stuff as we can pretty dairy free for poor jack i had a coke today and <laughs> you know it, yeah. it's not it's not the end of the world but because uh for me it's it's just one of those cases of like i make really good choices mm -hmm. a lot of the time yes I call so. it the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, you know, we do, we act um, in purpose, right? We, we choose on purpose and um, with the intent of, uh, being, of being well and, and serving our bodies and our families. And then 20% of the time we go out to dinner. And I mean, mm -hmm. we have zero control <laughs> about, um, you know, we can choose a restaurant, but, you know, what, what they cook their fries in. And I mean, at that point, yeah. it's like, well, that's not fun. <laughs> well, and, and like some people, when they're starting this process, you might feel like you look at it and you're like, it's the other way. It's, it's 2080, right? Oh. And so just keeping in mind, like, okay, it's 20% from 30% from 40%. Mm -hmm. Working your way up. So it's literally that. like picking something in your cabinet and switching it out. Like, get your mayonnaise, look at it. I guarantee if it's best foods, it's not good mayonnaise because it has canola oil or grapeseed oil or whatever oil they use or some trans partially hydrogenated oil um, and either find a better option or make it yourself because it's super easy and it's good. Um, but it's, it's literally one thing at a time because once you know, okay, well, um, like people will say, what's like one thing I should like get, go, I could go into my cabinet and I could just get rid of like and, and make a quick easy swap. And I would say cooking oil because most people have vegetable oil or Wesson or whatever that corn oil is. Throw it away. <laughs> like the only oils you need in your cabinet are coconut oil, avocado oil, uh, olive oil. There's, there's better fat options and those are just incredibly toxic for our bodies. And so once you start buying an oil, you, you just buy that all the time. And so you're, you're, you're literally picking one condiment at a time and saying, okay, I'm going to do mustard this week. And then you might realize the mustard you're getting is fine. Or you might realize there's yellow number five in your mustard and you're like, oh crap. Okay. Well maybe I'll find a different mustard. And so it's, it can be overwhelming. Like for me, I was like, I literally have nothing in my house. Like I was like a bulldozer. I went in through, I was a bull in a China shop, just taking everything out. <laughs> And I needed a quick, I needed to do it quick. Um, and, but that's kind of how I roll. I was like, okay, well, what do I do? I mean, I got to go to the store tomorrow. So let me figure this out real quick. Um, and then other things took a little bit longer. Like, am I going to make it forever? Or am I going to make it now and then find a better option that I can buy later? So, so do you have a checklist or anything like that to help people with that? Um, I think the good, better, best is list in the, um, in the, that actually would be a great resource. Thank you very much for that idea. Um, but the good, better, best is a great little thing to kind of go through because most of us eat, you know, kind of the same things, you know, every, every day. If you look at just real food, you know, people are buying eggs, people are buying meats, people are buying vegetables. And so start with, you know, something that's easy, obviously, which is, um, you know, meats might be a little bit harder because it's like, okay, well, do I do grass fed? Is it organic? You know, like what? And that's just like takes a little bit more research, but being able to swatch out, swap out your ketchup just by reading the labels. Um, that's a grocery store shop. That's just in one shopping trip. Um, and so the, the good, better, best is like categories. Like, um, let me see. 
like sweeteners, seafood, salt, uh, processed meats, nuts, seeds, milks, grains, fruits and vegetables, fats, oils, eggs, chicken, cheese, broths and stocks, beef, beans. So those are just kind of whole foods, whole real foods that you can focus on. Um, but honestly, like if you're, if, if there's a lot of just standard American diet, um, foods in your, in your fridge and in your pantries, you're going to be able to identify those really quickly just by using your rate label reading skills. And is there a ton of soda in your fridge? Is there, um, I mean, I used to give my kids goldfish all the time. So is there a better option for that? Um, just identifying what you have in your home by reading the labels and you'll know, like you, you're like, okay, I don't want high fructose corn syrup. I don't want, um, partially hydrogenated oils. Um, I don't want a lot of sugar. So <clears throat> using your little detective skills and reading, you can say, okay, well, I'm going to need a better option for this, for this, for this, for this. Um, and then decide what you can live with too. That's such a good point though, Beth, because I, <clears throat> I hear it all the time and people will say, oh, I really wish I could, you know, revamp my whole pantry, but gee, I can't afford to do that. Well, here's the deal. You are going to eat that food anyway. So why not just like start, like you said, and then it makes it a lot less overwhelming, a lot less expensive to do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they were going to eat it anyway, instead of just quitting on the idea, go yeah. at it in bite-sized pieces. I think that's mm -hmm. great. Really good. Eventually point. you're going to have a, a swapped out pantry and fridge. Because right. you're just like, okay, this week I'm going to tackle milk. All right. Well, okay, what am I going to do? <laughs> right. Am I going to buy organic pasteurized milk? Am I going to buy raw milk? Like you're going to have to decide. And to address your issue or your point on, um, on, on budget and how expensive it's going to be, whether that would be a huge shopping trip, right? <laughs> to go yeah. all at once. Um, but over time, I, I, cause a lot of people will say I can't afford an organic diet. Um, I can't afford it. It's too, it's, it's much more expensive. <clears throat> and over time though, I think that what they will find is they were, they will not be spending money on pharmaceuticals. They will not be spending money on doctor visits. They won't be spending that money. <laughs> and so right. I think in the long run, real food is not expensive. <laughs> Right. And, and I also think about like how much food in your fridge goes bad every week, right? Yeah. Like if you were more intentional with what you're buying, all of a sudden you buy like a fifth of the vegetables. Yeah. Right. That you are buying in the, the intention of being healthy, but not actually doing it. And I want to toss this at you. So yeah. Okay. So we're eliminating pharmaceuticals. We're eliminating doctor visits and stuff. If you're feeling well and you're not run down and sick all the time, you're going to have not only a better quality of life, so that's worth something, but in my case, if I had more hours in the day, <laughs> but if it, but it like take my situation. So I work a lot now, if I didn't eat and, and again, 80, 20 rule is probably a good, um, a good percentage for my life too. Um, and if I didn't 80% you know, if I wasn't 80% intentional, I probably wouldn't sleep very well. I probably wouldn't have energy. I probably wouldn't be able to do the things that I need to do to work. And you know what I mean? Like that, it impacts absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. I, I can't tell you, like I was watching a show. Um, I'm up at my mom's house. So they have like satellites. So it's like all the channels and I'm like, oh. right on. <laughs> um, I think I was watching like HGTV or something. I love HGTV because so I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't have it in my house. Um, but it was this woman, she was like, they were having some, someone come in and do renovations or something. Um, I don't know if it was like a, they were chosen. I, I don't know. I can't really remember the, the details, but um, they, they didn't have the money to um, really do, do the work that they wanted to do because she was not working because of her health. Mm. Yep. And I was like, oh, like, I have ideas for you. Yep. <laughs> she had an anti-inflammatory disease. I'm sorry, an inflammatory disease. And I was like, oh, I can help you. Just get rid of your 
your inflammatory foods. Like that's a place to start. I wouldn't say that that would be the answer, but I'm, I just hear this and, I, and nobody thinks to think of to start nope. with foods that they're eating. Nope. And it's, it's I, I, I know a lot of individuals in that situation. And it's, it's sad um, because it can be, I mean, okay, I'm no doctor and everybody's situation is different and there's details in there, yeah. but for the most part, I feel like it can be solved. Yeah. And it's literally baby steps. It's literally one thing at a time. In Food Inc., when you watch it, they, it was very interesting. They interviewed they, this family and they gave them $5 and they said, okay, we're going to go into a grocery store. And we're going to figure out what you can feed your family for five, you know, for $5 or whatever. And, you know, they went in there and they're kind of walking around and they're like, okay, well, shoot this, this bag of apples, you know, or, or, you know, they, but the whole point was the guy was like, look, <laughs> I can't afford to feed my family at the grocery store. $5 at Burger King or Taco Bell gives me a lot of food for my family. Right. And then the interviewer is like, well, why do you feel like you can't afford, you know, a, a grocery store meal? And, and he was like, he's like, we don't have the money. Most of our budget is spent on my diabetes medication. And it's like, okay, I, I, I know it was just like, okay, but that's like our nation. Right. That's our nation. Right. And those medications, not freaking cheap, man. Like, I know several people that are on really, really high priced medication. And I'm like, like thousands of dollars a month we're talking. Ridiculous. The sad thing too, is I don't think that their physicians are helping them get off the medication. No. And it's I like, was like, I remember asking my sister because uh, about, um, about my mom, she has type two diabetes. And I says, and I was like, why hasn't she found another doctor? Yeah, because how is her doctor helping her besides refilling her script? I don't right. Know. Yeah, but I I don't know. Uh, and uh, I told this story on a previous episode. Uh, I know that we're pretty much at time, but uh, on a previous episode, I talked about how one of the things I was putting in my body was my antidepressant that was causing seizures, mm -hmm. and the seizures then resulted in thousands and thousands of dollars of MRI bills and neuro. Uh, neurology bills and all of those types of things and uh it turns out i just had you know a thyroid problem that was causing depression that but you know this, this whole thing so uh it's it, it's that awareness of the things that you're putting in your body i was being diagnosed with epilepsy because what i was putting in my body was causing that issue it's and you didn't have epilepsy you didn't have epilepsy <laughs> Right. I, I mean, our nation isn't healthcare, unfortunately. It's sick mm -hmm. care. Yeah. And yeah. I, I really, I mean, I always encourage people and like find a physician that is invested in your wellness. Like how keeping you well, keeping right. you out of the office. They don't want to see you. <laughs> right. They don't exactly. want to see you in case exactly. of an emergency. <laughs> Emergency medicine in our nation is phenomenal and there is a time and place for it, but the, the, our nation is just sick. Yeah. Just look around. And so many people that may not know they're sick because they feel fine, but do they feel fine? I don't know. But they don't know the difference. Exactly. Yeah. They've been ill for so long. Mm -hmm. that you just get used to feeling that way. And, oh, I'm just tired all the time. It's just how it is. No, that's not how it's supposed to be. Right. Crazy. You know what, Beth? I don't think Kelly knows what we want people to do. Well, what we really want people to do is we want you to go to the podcasting platform of your choice. Uh, we really, really strongly prefer the, the podcast platform of your choice, the iTunes, just, just saying. Uh, and go ahead and rate, review, subscribe, and download these episodes. The download is an extremely, extremely part of this process because they don't count you as having listened to this episode unless you download it. But interestingly, they count it as download even if you don't listen, or they count it as, as an, a listen to episode if you download it but don't listen, which is so fascinating. Whole nother conversation. <laughs> but 
if you do that, and if you are ready, and you have found that we bring such interesting topics to the table, we bring you know just important conversations forward, we would love for you to leave a five-star review. If you aren't ready to leave a five-star review, don't leave this review at all. Just, just wait until you level some after five stars. And leave us a review that's so catching, that's so interesting, that's so captivating that other moms like you are going to want to listen to this podcast too. Because we have a big crazy dream that we want to create what we'll call a mommune in every single major city across the United States. And a mommune is a place for moms who are switching into single life to get a hand up. Now, we see this happen for a lot of different reasons. Um, sometimes it's the loss of their partner. Sometimes it's um, a, a needed separation. Sometimes that mom is ready for the next step of her life, and that's the direction she's going. Uh, no judgment, whatever reason is for that. And we're going to have lots of the really incredible resources to help with that transition, to help with mental health, to help with if they, they have issues like addiction or um, other patterns that, that need professional help to be broken. And so we cannot do that if we cannot start reaching more and more people across the globe, really, who can help us to make that happen. So one way you can start doing that is leaving us a review that gets other moms to listen. Yes, please. And thank you so much, Beth. That was perfectly stated. And Kelly, always always a pleasure to be able to chat with you. I could seriously talk with you all day. <laughs> She's amazing. She's right? Amazing. I have so many more questions. So we might have to do like a part two to this. Don't worry. I'll be in touch. Um, <laughs> because there's this whole other side of things that we haven't even talked about yet that, that I definitely want to at some point in the future. So thank you, Kelly. Thank you to my lovely co-host, Beth. And I hope you all have a great day. Bye with aspiration moms are inspirations moms in circulation moms at their workstations they make a nation this is a mom nation